We consistently tell ourselves everything is fine and that's what keeps pushing it down. And we keep telling ourselves, okay, we can just get through it. Well, it'll go away, it'll disappear. And those narratives in our mind is what keeps it there. The only thing that I think helps to address it is like that deeply rooted honesty. The deeply rooted honesty is the only thing that really starts to dissolve it. What happens in between is all about the awkward middle phase of entrepreneurship. You know, after you've taken your first steps, but before you can live off your passion. Join me, Athena, as I learn from other emerging creators about the tactical and emotional methods they use to keep moving forward after the initial excitement of following your dreams meets the reality of following your dreams. Let's get into it. Hey, you. Welcome back to another episode of What Happens in Between. Today, I'm pumped. I'm jazzed. I have Lauren Williams of the Imperfectly Phenomenal podcast. Sorry. Imperfectly Perfect, no? Imperfectly Imperfectly Phenomenal phenomenal Woman woman podcast. (laughs) On brand. Yeah. For my pod. (laughs) That's why it's imperfectly, so it's totally fine. How are you doing? Hi. I'm good. It's a chill, chill day. I feel like this morning I wanted to have some quiet time for myself. And so I just started cleaning my apartment and then like something kept trying to get me to go listen to a podcast or listen to some music, but I was like, no, it is quiet time. So I had nice, good quiet time this morning. It was nice. That's great. Do you normally do sort of periods of of quiet or silence? No, which is why I really needed to force myself to do this quiet time because I feel like I'm so drawn to like a social media. I'm so drawn to TV shows. I love TV. So drawn to podcasts and there's very rarely a time where I'm just like, okay, just sit down, be quiet, don't turn anything else on. And I think that's so important to do. Like when I go to the park, then I'll sit and have quiet time. Um, So I do try to do that sometimes because I think it's important for you to like have time to listen to yourself. And we're surrounded by so much all the time where we don't get to like listen to ourselves. So this morning in my apartment, just chilling quietly was like good. I needed it. Yeah. That's awesome. Love to hear it. Sometimes I do Sabbaths uh, on literally Saturday where I try to have no tech. And also sometimes when I like, when I really need it, I'll do no external stimuli at all. Okay. To a degree. So like I wouldn't. What do you count as external stimuli? So that would be like a book. Okay. um, Or talking to people. Yeah. It's it's sometimes called a dopamine fast, but I'm not necessarily doing that because that would also require don't eat. And I can only really do that once a year. Whoa, I've never heard of a dopamine fast. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's pretty Whoa. nice. It's pretty boring too. I thought I'd have like a <laughs> profound, like I thought I would be like almost tripping, you know, like experiencing wisdom. Yeah. But instead I just twiddled my thumbs and walked around. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, but... I'm sure people want to know a little bit more about you. So could you give a little background on yourself and your podcast? Sure. So hello, everyone. I am Lauren Williams. Um, I'm originally from Richmond, Virginia, but have lived in like multiple areas of Virginia. Ended up moving to New York for a couple of years for grad school. Went to school for new media design, printmaking, and then also arts management. And when I was in New York, that was when I started to realize like, oh, I could be an individual. Like I don't have to be like everybody else in Virginia and 
wear all the same things and talk the same way and have the same goals. I can be myself. And so once I realized that, I think that's when, I think that's when life started for me. Like that's when I shifted from just existing to like really, really living with purpose and with intention and taking like action on purpose. And that's also when I ended up starting the podcast. So like she mentioned, my podcast is called Imperfectly Phenomenal Woman. And I interview women each week about the unrealistic expectations that society wants us to live up to, um, about the limiting beliefs that hold us back from living fully and authentically. And it's been cool. It's like my favorite thing. And so here I am now, no longer in New York. I'm back in Virginia. So was there anything specific that prompted the start of the podcast? You know, like you did mention that you, you're like, oh, I can be an individual. Nobody in New York cares what I'm up to. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> Not a one person. I am fine to do whatever I want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was that aspect of it, but then there was also a breakup. And so my boyfriend had broken up with me or I had broken up with him. I don't know which one happened, but we'd broken up and I was crying to my friend. We were sitting in a restaurant in New York and she was like, Lauren, you're an imperfectly phenomenal woman, blah, blah, blah. And then like in the middle of my tears, I just stopped and was like, oh, that's my podcast. I'm just going to, I have to make that. And at no point before that, had I ever thought that I would have my own podcast at no point before that moment, had I thought like I would be good behind a microphone at no point in my life did I ever think I should speak behind a microphone or I should share anything. And so for some reason, those three words that she said just like kicked it off. Mm -hmm. And I think like, when I think about people trying to find their purpose and trying to like find the right job that's for them, this whole searching thing that so many people consistently do trying to find it, like there was no searching there. And I feel like that's been a theme in my life at this point. Things just pop up and then I have to follow them. And so as soon as that popped up, I had to just go make it. And so I ended up making it, but it stemmed from, the breakup and from my friend calling me an imperfectly phenomenal woman. Yeah, I love that. I really love that. I think there is a lot of pressure to go find something, you know, and I think for some people it is kind of like it's passion is built through the process as opposed to like sort of what, what happened for you where you know, just you heard it and it all clicked. I think that's really cool. And I love how beautifully that brings me to one of your more recent episodes, which is about internal friction. Yeah. Uh, I listened to this episode and the whole time I'm like in my bed, I'm like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's hilarious. I really appreciate that you made that episode because I do think that internal conflict is not getting enough of its girl. uh, Yeah. Right. That it's just, we're always like, I don't know the narrative. I get it. It's a sexier narrative to talk about uh, the world holding you back. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's so true. But you know, sometimes you're, 
Oh, I also loved when you were talking about how it manifests for you physically, right? Yeah. Because it is sometimes your body will tell you something and you go, mm, oh, sorry. Can't Let me just push you. it down. Let me just push it down. It's not really happening. I'm not feeling anything, but no, like we have to stop ignoring the messages that our body tries to tell us. So in this case, like learning about friction in your spirit, this is something that's a process for me. And then I'm like learning along the way. Um, So even in that episode, I tried to say multiple times, like, this is how I feel right now. Tomorrow I might feel differently about this, but I'm just going to keep learning as I go and just sharing things that I learn as I go. But with friction in your spirit, to me, that's like your body's way of telling you, hey, there's something you need to work on, something you need to address within yourself. Um, And it's like that internal conflict that we so often try to ignore. It's like for me, and I'd be curious to know how it kind of shows up for you, but for me, it feels like static in my chest. And I think that comes from like my breathing becoming more shallow. And so I guess it just shows up in my chest. And it's like this, it's fear that's holding us back. It's like self-doubt that's holding us back. And there's just so many pieces to it that, I don't know, it's just so interesting. We just need to address it and talk about internal conflict much more. We're taught to just suppress it a lot of the time, especially as Black women, because we are supposed to be strong and independent. All of those things that we are sometimes, but sometimes we aren't. Yeah. Yeah, Sometimes we need help. Let's talk about multiplicity, right? There. (laughs) Yeah. I would say for me, it takes a long time to show up physically. uh, And it takes me ignoring it for months Mm. uh, because I am very, I'm very uh, tactile, very physically oriented. So as soon as I start to feel something, I'm already assessing, okay, what have I done? Where am I potentially out of alignment? But there was one time in uh, 2017 that was just, I mean, I was, I was going through a lot of things and for about seven months, I just was like, nope, everything's fine. I'm strong. You know, I can rationalize my way out of this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let this go. I just let it go. What? <laughs> I, like that term, everything's fine. I'm prepping for like a, another speaking thing and I'm going to steal that because that's the thing that fucks us. Can I cuss on this? Yeah. Okay. That's the thing that fucks us up is like we consistently tell ourselves everything is fine and that's what keeps pushing it down. And we keep telling ourselves, okay, we can just get through it. We'll, it'll go away. It'll disappear. And those narratives in our mind is what keeps it there. Like, the only thing that I think helps to address it is like that deeply rooted honesty, Um, being honest with yourself about the fact that one, you're feeling some type of way about whatever is happening, whether it's at work, whether it's at school, whether it's in your personal relationship with your family or with your signal, the deeply rooted honesty is the only thing that really starts to dissolve it. Mm -hmm. And getting to that honesty part, that joint is scary. It's scary. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It sort of requires, I mean, I've been in the middle of a just awful conflict with my mm-hmm. roommate and the timing of it is all weird because I'll be moving away very soon. And so there's just a, a lot baked into it and it feels like yeah. we have to get through it pretty quickly in order 
for me to not leave uh, in for our relationship to not be in shambles when I leave. Yeah. But there was a point when I was uh, walking around, you know, like, like stomping about being upset. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so childish of me. Like I'm, I'm a grown person, like mm-hmm. whatever, this was a mistake that was made. And then at some point I just realized that emotions are not logical. Emotions right. are not rational. And we keep trying to measure them against a rational scale, right? So it's like, yep. well, this was such a small thing. I shouldn't feel this way about it. And it's like, emotions don't care about should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> emotions have no concept of should or yeah. you know rationality. And once I came to that, and then I realized, okay, I am upset about this thing that uh, might seem small, but it hurt me. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got there, you know, three days later, I, I've been able to be uh, less hostile in our space. Mm-hmm. See, okay, you said multiple things there. I think one is the fact that you acknowledged it. You like took the moment to say, I'm sitting here stomping around. Like a lot of people wouldn't even get that far. <laughs> like, you also stopped and said, okay, this actually hurt me. A lot of people don't get that far either. And then also like feelings are not facts. That is something that's so important to also realize. And so when thinking about like addressing the friction in your spirit, that internal conflict that you're having, I do think one important step, once you acknowledge the thought that you're having that's ending up causing all of this, the ruminating thoughts that you're having that are causing this internal conflict based on whatever external situation is to pause and say, okay, like, is this real? Is this truly what's happening? Is this thought that's ruminating in my mind really accurate? What is it like rooted in? And is it crazy and illogical? (laughs) Because I have had thoughts that have stayed with me for years, like literally years. And one day when I was at my last apartment, I remember I was like at the microwave, the thought was happening again. I was having this friction And then this was the one day I decided to like address the thought. And so I paused and was like, okay, you're thinking this. And this was the first time I decided to pause and like pay attention to the thought that I was having. So like, okay, what is this? And then as soon as I like really sat with that thought for a second, I was like, this joint is like literally crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Like you've been sitting here for years having this friction in your spirit. And this thought doesn't even make any sense. So acknowledging it, like take that moment, catch it. I imagine it kind of like a fly in the room. Like it's just buzzing around. And then when you could just catch it and then look at it and say, okay, you're a fly, you're annoying. This stems from this, blah, blah, blah. It can just like dissolve. It's wild. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you feel like has been your most impactful learning through this journey of podcasting? Yeah. Oh, through the journey of podcasting, my most impactful learning. Initially with most impactful learning, I was thinking like the thing in my life that happened that caused the biggest moment of learning was when my ex passed away. Um, And so that was five years ago. And it was just like completely out of the blue, like completely random. Might actually almost be six years at this point. But I think what I learned from that experience was 
really that living rather than existing thing. Cause like we can all be out of here at any moment. And I think that's why it's so important for me to like live fully live authentically because he really lived that. Yeah. Any moment we could be out of here. So you really have to do everything that you want to do in every single moment. And so I've been more recently, like truly living like that. I would say other things that in my pod that have really been learning experiences are really all of the nuggets from interviewing people. Like people are so brilliant and I so much wisdom and it sucks that people aren't able to share their wisdom more. So it's cool that we're able to give them platforms to do that. But I think still going on this conflict trip that we're talking about, one thing that somebody recently said was having uncomfortable conversations with the ones you love is an act of love. And so I would say that's one major one that I took away. Like everything that people say during interviews kind of change me as a person and the way that I show up in different situations. Another one is advocating. You can't expect anyone to advocate for you more than you're willing to advocate for yourself. And so I take that with me, whether I'm going to the doctor and they're trying to tell me I don't need something. No. Give me what I'm asking for now, please. Okay, thank you. And I'm always right. Let me tell y'all. Trust your body and trust what you know about your body. Because that doctor, they have gone to school for, let's say, 15 years. I don't know how long doctors go to school. They go to school a long time. But you have lived in your body for how long? The whole time. The whole damn time. (laughs) And so you're trust also yourself. The only one the living only in your body in the world. <laughs> in the world. So if they tell you that something that you're feeling isn't accurate, you feeling it, okay? I trust you. I believe in you. Go stand up for yourself. No one's going to advocate for you more than you advocate for yourself. So just go do it. That's at work too. It's in so many areas of your life. So just nuggets like that, I feel like and there's a lot of them are so many of my like biggest learnings just from podcasting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I really appreciate both of those little nuggets, but that second one hit me pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. I saw it. <laughs> yeah. I saw it. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Did you, do you have any like major takeaways from any of the interviews that you've had or what is like one of your faves? Uh, one of my, it's hard to think of on the spot. Frankly. Yeah, no problem. Same. <laughs> Uh, I really loved, someone was talking to me about power, basically, Mm -hmm. and he was talking about how he thought that he wanted to be paid to be himself, or he thought that he wanted to be a musician and all this stuff. And what he really realized is that he enjoys the power that comes from helping to change people's lives. That's interesting. It's very interesting. What I got from that conversation was a lot of things. One, it's completely fine for me to say that I like power, (laughs) Mm. which is true. That's always the aesthetic I'm going for. It's been the whole time. I don't care Mm. about being like, I don't know, sexy or anything. I want you to look at me, get a little bit of fear, a little bit of arousal. Oh, (laughs) excuse me. Maybe I'm going to cut that out, but maybe no, not. I, I don't know. know. You better keep that. <laughs> that is good. 
that is power. Like the fact that you're able to even say that, that is powerful. And power has like a negative stigma. It really does. It's because, you know, our our alabaster brethren really like to <laughs> really like to take it and use it for evil. So Yeah. Agreed. But I want to go back to what you were talking about with living rather than existing and also tying it into our internal conflict. Do have you ever experienced a time when you you want to be pushing towards something? But you sort of come to this point where perhaps the effort that goes into it or, you know, something that you would need to do to go into it, you're feeling resistance towards. So part of my question is that, have you ever experienced that? And then the second part of it is, how can you, how do you, Lauren, determine for yourself the difference between resistance that is just your typical discomfort, your growing pains Versus resistance that's warning you not Mm. to do something. Yeah. Specifically with the podcast, I don't really feel like I run up against a ton of resistance other than me holding myself back. And when I find myself kind of holding myself back, It's usually because, honestly, I just want to do something else in the moment. Usually watch TV. And then I get upset with myself because I know I should be doing, I should, that I'm going to say should in quotation marks. I should be doing something else um, related to the work that I want to grow. But in the moment, I just want to watch TV. And there's that, but that ends up causing like this internal conflict within me where I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to ever make it as an entrepreneur if I can't turn off this damn television and Netflix, or if I can't get off of Instagram, I'm better at getting off of Instagram, but Netflix be getting me. Um, But it causes that internal conflict of making you feel like you aren't good enough and you aren't grinding like everybody else. But then I go back again to when I say my ex passed away, like I need to live every second in the way that I truly want to live it. I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to. So if that means watching television, because that's what I want to do in the moment, I'm going to do that. And I think it's okay for us to not be upset with ourselves on our own personal journeys. We keep comparing our personal journeys to everybody else's and saying, oh, They look like another one in quotation marks. They're grinding on Instagram. I'm supposed to be at that point too. Or I should, quotation marks, get, I should like be making more progress in my podcast than I am right now as compared to other people who started at around the same time as me and look like they've grown to larger numbers. But no, we all need to just be okay with our own personal journey our own personal timeline, because we all have different resources. We all have different motivations. We all have different topics. All of the different topics are not going to move as quickly as others. We have access to different people. We are at different points in our learning process of how to edit these things, of how to get guests, of how to do this, that, and the other. We are all at very different starting points. And 
it's okay to just be at your point in your own journey and just live that. And so I feel like more recently, the internal friction for me in that has started to dissolve. So I'm happy about that. I I very much appreciate everything you just said. Mm-hmm. I also appreciate that your waves caught my waves in my very coded question. <laughs> <laughs> because that was sort of where I was hoping it would go, but I I'm always open to like wherever it might actually end up. But mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm just appreciative to your waves right now. I'm just. <laughs> I like that word waves. I like that you said my waves caught your waves. I like, I enjoy that statement. <laughs> I do. Great. That feels right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so, it's the should. It's the should. Uh, yes. I've been asking myself a lot. Who is this? Who? Where did this come from? <laughs> When you say should, what are we, what is the metric that yeah. we're measuring things against? Yeah. We is the me's. <laughs> and it's, it's often a very blank, you know, when I ask myself that question, there's nothing that shows up. But should is really kind of a strong, I think it has a stronghold on a lot of people's uh, mental space. Absolutely. And one one way that I've found to to quiet it a little bit is just to say, who came up with that? Whose rule is this? I love that. I will say, like, when I first started mine, my podcast, it was, I was like, there are all these unrealistic expectations that society wants us to live up to, right? Mm-hmm. And so I went into all of my interviews thinking that, and that's what the topics were. And then I got to the point where I was like, oh, wait. It's not just society. It's also our parents. They really instill a lot of this stuff in us too, these shoulds, and we don't want to let them down. So I started doing more episodes about that kind of stuff mixed with the unrealistic expectations from society. And then I was like, oh, shit, a lot of this is coming from ourselves too. So I really think it's those three layers of society, family, and then our internal, you know, compasses, I guess to say. It's interesting. It's the three. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. They are the Holy Trinity. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Who are you really? Ooh. Ooh, what a question. Shit. Damn, what a question. Because this question is wild because, like, this is – my path, right? I've been on this journey of trying to figure out who I am. And so that question was like real heavy because it's not like I've ever had to verbalize it. It's really been more of building it recently and discovering it more recently. So I believe in this process of self-discovery, self-acceptance, and then purposeful action. And so I've been going through that process. But who am I really? How do I even explain that? My first thought, my first words were black chick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, the word woman had also popped in my head, but chick felt better. I love my job that I have right now. Like, love it. And I love it because I'm able to be honest. I'm able to fully express myself. My values are able to, like, be shared with others and they're accepted and 
it's just so beautiful to be in a space where you are just free to like share your energy. I am a spiritual person. And so I've been reading the Bible like every morning and I feel like I still I'm confused a little bit about God and what that means and how to really accept that even though I want to, but I'm still confused about it and that's okay. Um, It's a process. I feel like for me to figure all of that out, I would say I am, what is the word? What is the word? It's not bold, but that's the word that popped in my head. Powerful. I feel like it's a word that starts with a P that I can't reach. It, it has something to do with powerful. Like, I feel like I have a very specific energy about me that kind of like penetrates people in a way that everyone's energy doesn't necessarily do. Maybe I'm, provocative. Is it provocative? I don't know if it's provocative. Like, but when I'm present, it might just be present. Like when I walk into a room, oftentimes people do recognize I'm there and it's because I am what is that damn word? I don't know, but I'll text it to you when I remember. (laughs) But I am also someone who is in the process of meeting herself. And I am someone who truly loves herself. Like I love me. I really enjoy my damn self. I really do. And I just want to like be and explore the world. I'm going to sit with this question some more though. And like maybe do a writing exercise. Like, who are you really now, now that I've started this journey? So thanks for asking that one. I like that. Wait, listeners, y'all do that exercise too. Because <laughs> like, who are you really? Mm-hmm. I wrote that in something else more recently too. Like, who are you really? Like, think about that. I don't think we sit with that question enough. Who are you? Yeah, you. She pointed at herself. <laughs> I love a physical gag for my podcast. <laughs> just for me. <laughs> oh, I have been answering, or I guess I'm not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. But for about a month, I answered a set of questions to just help myself hone in on where I'm trying to go. Yeah. And one of the things that came out of it that I am adopting that I love is I provoke thought. Love it. Many things that have the prefix poly in it, I feel connected to. Hmm. I'm a polymath. I'm on my way to being a polyglot. I dance in a polyrhythmic manner. I, I am multiplicity. Okay. I don't know what a polymath and a polyglot are. A polymath, for me, it's a version of multi-passionate. Okay, uh, got it. Yeah, so I'm it's just someone. Too. Yeah, right? <laughs> I just like the, I like the word polymath a little bit more than multi-passionate. Mm-hmm. Goes with my branding. Nice. <laughs> True. And a polyglot is someone who knows uh, more than three languages. Oh, okay. Maybe it's just more than two, but I think it's more than three. Okay. How many languages do you know? At this time, I am fluent in two and I have dabbled in five. Shit. Okay. So that's, that's where we're going. Cool. 
Portuguese is next. Brazil, I'm coming for you. Brazil is a great place. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait to get there. (laughs) But you did mention self-discovery, self-acceptance, and purposeful action. I really like that as a, uh, like an iterative cycle. Mm -hmm. What what are some of your methods of self-discovery? Yeah, I feel like one way at first, I think it it really starts with listening to yourself. For so long, I don't feel like I really listened to myself. I listened to everything in the world around me and just saw all of these messages that I just started to adopt that weren't really things that I believed in. And so I remember when I was in New York, I did try to make an effort to get into more quiet spaces so that I could just listen to myself and my thoughts. And that's even like, and then there was this process of acting on the things that I wanted. And at one point it even got a little bit OCD, right? So I remember one day I was in the shower and I, I guess I felt like I hadn't washed my leg enough or something. And there was something in my 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 mind or in my spirit that just kept saying, no, you got to go back. And so I did. Like I would start to really like listen to what my spirit was telling me. I heard something the other day and it was like, your soul has an opinion. And so I've started like listening to that. And so I would like wash it and it'd be like, no, this would do it again. And so then I did it again. Um, And so at the beginning, there were a little bit of like OCD moments where I was really just trying to listen to myself. But then I moved on to things like clothing, like what do you really want to wear? And starting to craft that for myself, starting to buy things that I really, really like, not because I think other people would like them, but because I would like them. Um, Buying art that I like, not necessarily that other people would like. I stopped asking for other people's opinions. Like, I remember I went to go buy this rug and in my mind, I was like, I should see what one of my friends thinks. And it's like, why am I putting her opinion above my own opinion? Your opinion is fine. If that's what you want, then you should do it. And so all of that in the self-discovery process helped me to start to really build the life that reflects my spirit, my personal spirit even though it took a few OCD moments, I don't feel like I'm in that space anymore. I'm just in a space where I more naturally listen to myself. I won't say I'm completely successful at it yet, but I've definitely made a lot of progress. So that's the self-discovery portion. Um, Self-acceptance, I think that also goes along with stop asking for other people's opinions. It's, I would say self-acceptance is really hard because I'm thinking about people who might be like LGBTQ plus and I don't know if it's the self-acceptance part or the purposeful action part, but that's the part where it's like, we've all been denying ourselves for so long, been denying our true, true, true self for so long that when it starts to come out, sometimes that joint could be like really overwhelming in a way because then you start to make a lot of different shifts in your life too that other people can also see and other people can also judge. And when people start to judge you, that's been the thing that starts to hold a lot of people back, right? You don't fully let yourself be your true self because of the repercussions that could happen. Um, Society is awful sometimes in so many different ways. 
And so it can be scary to accept yourself because you know that the repercussions of accepting yourself can be like not the greatest for some people. For some people, self-acceptance can be a lot easier because you fit societal norms in a lot of ways. So it's so much easier. But for other people, the world is not the nicest place to be yourself. But what I have learned, at least from my process, but I would also say that a lot of my norms are more socially acceptable. A lot of who I am is more socially acceptable. When you start to actually live as your authentic self, and I'm starting to get rid of this word authentic too and just starting to like really sit with the word honesty because I think it's a lot deeper. The world is just so much more beautiful. Like living is so much more beautiful and worthwhile when you get to actually like really be yourself. And so I get that it can be scary. And I that I hate that it can be scary for so many people. But it gets rid of that friction in your spirit when you're able to be honest. So get rid of the internal friction and deal with the every once in a while shitty conflicts that come up as opposed to holding on to it forever. Absolutely. It can be so terrifying mm-hmm. to act on your intuition without justification or without external validation, but it's correct. Yeah. It just has every time that I've followed my intuition, going back to the the physical manifestation of of internal conflict, mm-hmm. I used to have these dreams where I just was so frustrated and I was having this same type of dream, like mm-hmm. same format for months until I decided to move out of this country. Wow. And then literally that night, I had the most, the longest and the most peaceful dream Hmm. I have ever had in my life. And I was like, oh. Dreams are interesting. They really are. It it is truly your brain working through the the things going on, Mm -hmm. you know? It starts with the, the body. It takes care of the, the body. And then when you have extra it's not extra, but you know, if you're getting your full seven and a half or nine or what yeah. have you, it goes through the body first and then it will open up to the the sort of Whoa. social, emotional, let's work through this kind of stuff. Whoa, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. They do say um, when you're trying to work through different problems and come up with solutions to think about it right before you go to bed. Mm. Because then um, when you are asleep, your subconscious can just work on it while you're asleep and then you might wake up with the answer and come up with it in the shower. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes the brain is really, (laughs) I had very recently, I woke up at 2 AM and basically was tripping just these weird moments of complete psychological, like bottling Hmm. just inter spliced with full clarity all of a sudden. (laughs) And it just kept going back and forth. And I have about, I don't know, three hours of voice memos. (laughs) Whoa, this sounds really intense, actually. Me whispering Ah! because it was 2 (laughs) a.m. I didn't want to wake my roommate. Wow. (laughs) And like 10 pages of notes on my journal. It was a a wild experience. Whoa. Yeah. I wonder, were you fully awake? Do you think you were fully awake? I know you were like writing, but it sounds like you were almost. I think I was 
I think I was awake, but there was a part of me that was not activated. Yeah. I think whatever the suppressant that maybe exists in all of us was not active because I was just, it was just all on. Yeah. Whoa, that's intense. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Anyhow, cacao, (laughs) it's time for the seedling round where short questions lead to tasty answers. Oh, okay. What is your favorite episode of your show? Hi. The first one that comes to mind is egg freezing. I really enjoyed that. And then the second one is, um, and that one's about like fertility and how women don't know much about our fertility. And then the other one is too broken to fix because both me and that girl had both had people who passed away. And so we'd both had experiences where we felt like we were broken. We realized that we weren't broken. We just felt broken. So that was a good little reframe for us. How do you measure time? Oh, shit. I use clock. Dead ass. I just use clock. <laughs> I just use clock. But I will say, it for some reason, that took me to how do I define success? I don't know. I don't know why it took me there. But it took me to, I define it in finding myself smiling in random moments. And to me, that's what means I'm successful. And I don't know why in my mind that's connected to time, but it is. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah. I feel it. I can't verbalize it, but I I feel it. What do you need to be reminded of? My first thought was to eat more healthy. Oh, God, to drink water. To drink water. Because I got kidney stones. And I forget to drink water. So I literally need that reminder. And to take my birth control. Those. I think another more deep reminder, because I feel like it's easier to go to the surface level ones, but then there's always something else a level deeper. The deeper one would be, who is God? Ah. That's it. Ooh. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Who is that? Cacao. (laughs) That ends this evening round. Okay, cool. What is your greatest ambition? Mm. I want a Netflix show. You know, something else slightly popped in my head that's more personal, which is a little bit surprising to me that that popped in my head. Because usually what pops in your head at first is like truth, you know? But yeah, I'm a little, I'm surprised that that popped in my head. I'm not going to share it, but it's interesting that that popped in my head. It's big. It's big. So we'll go with Netflix for now. Netflix. Here you go. Coming to you. Received. I like to end with uh, the question of the week. Okay. What is it? What's the question of the week? Mm -hmm. I get to come up with it. Went back to who is God again. Mm. Hey, put it in. And then, wait, I always have to do, I can't do one answer for any of your questions. I love it personally. (laughs) I can't do one. And who are you? Listener. Really? Comma, really? Question mark. Who are you? Really? Really, yes. Question mark? Question mark. (laughs) Great. I love that. Uh, Thank you so much for being on the show. Where can people connect with you? 
Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at ipwomanpodcast.com. <laughs> Not .com on those, but that is also my website. So IP Woman Podcast on Insta, Twitter, Clubhouse. You can also check out ipwomanpodcast.com. But of course, listen to my podcast, Imperfectly Phenomenal Woman, on iTunes, on Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. So there's that. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lauren. This was a great combo. I did write a really just big thank you. I don't know if you can see. <laughs> I see it. I don't remember after I don't remember what question you were answering, but that was all that came to me. That's funny. <laughs> so I had to make it pretty big. Uh hey listener. We've been talking a lot directly to you. Normally we, you know, it's our nice our voyeur or uh entendeur whatever. But guess what? It's time to speak right at you. Please subscribe to this show. Give it, give it, give her the five stars. Her is me. Give me the five stars. You know, give me a review. Even if it's just uh, to say, hey, I loved this episode or hey, sometimes your voice cracks and it's pretty weird. I don't mind, but you have to let me know. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, sign up for the newsletter. It's in the show notes. We're going to get, you know, sexy little neuroscience tips, just like similar to what I was talking about with the sleeping. All that. It's just a wealth of knowledge in my brain that doesn't always have. I'm excited. I have to do that one. I have to subscribe (laughs) to that. If you're giving neuroscience tips, enjoy. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm in there. Great. Excellent. See? Don't you see? One whole new subscriber. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in there. I hope y'all are in there too. Go comment and go like because it's super helpful. Rate it five stars. Go do it. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks. And you can follow me on Instagram at what happens in between spelled exactly like how it sounds. I think I got it. (laughs) Thank you for listening. I appreciate your ears as always. Bye y'all.